There are shows with psychics. And there are shows with doctors. But there's no show like the psychic and the doc. Your practical paranormal power unleashed. This show synthesizes the talents of world-class medium Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, psychic explorer, and street-smart spiritualist, behavioral psychologist, Dr. Pat Basili. All subjects are on the table and no topic is taboo. Inspiration, insight, action, and fun as Mark Anthony connects callers with loved ones in spirit in tandem with Dr. Pat's fresh, no-nonsense, street-smart, intuitive insights. And she is hilarious. Extraordinary problems require extraordinary solutions, which may come from this side or the other side. This is the psychic and the doc and, and it starts now. Look, we got a great show. I just want to say to everybody, I'm Dr. Pat. I'm a host of the Dr. Pat show. Also here with my friend and colleague, you know, Mark Anthony, we have a special edition. Both of us know what it's like to uh, be in the middle of what we call war. Um, both of us have um, stood up. We know what we stand for. We don't quite understand the silence. We don't quite understand the rhetoric. And we are deciding to take action. Mark, you've done something incredible. You, we have a great show. You have an honored guest. And this is real in real time. Because to be honest with you, enough is enough. Right, Mark? Absolutely. And uh, we have, like Dr. Pat said, an extraordinary guest today. In fact, to call this gentleman extraordinary is an understatement. Politician, statesman, film producer, intellectual, and patriot. Sviatoslav Yurash, at 26, is the youngest member of the Ukrainian parliament. He studied international relations at the University of Warsaw in Poland and in India at the University of Calcutta. He's the founder of Euromaiden Press, and he's worked as a producer for BBC and Fox News, where he was like James Bond, because he went undercover as a Polish producer in the Donbass region in eastern Ukraine so that the Russians wouldn't target him as Ukrainian usurper. And so he, he was able to document and film um, crimes actually committed by Russian mercenaries and separatists uh, in eastern Ukraine. <laughs> So and we have the same haircut. I don't know. And you know, guys got the same haircut. And, this, and, same and haircut. so, you know, as if that's not enough, you know, at age like 23, he gets elected to the Ukrainian mm -hmm. parliament. He served as the director of the Ukrainian World Congress. And Seattle um Yurash is an outspoken advocate yeah. for freedom and democracy. And it is my deep honor, sir, to welcome you to the yeah. Psychic in the Dock. Thank you for coming. I, I know this has been a difficult, difficult year for you. Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. This is always a pleasure to speak with people that care about the drama that is rupturing uh, around the world right now and that story which the world tries to explain you you're, you have been way too kind introducing me and the reality is i'm just not the ukrainian who tries to make his way in the world and tell the world about our 
country and its aspirations, its ideas about the world. And uh, believe me, there are many more, many, many more who achieved great thing, great things in this country and will come go on to achieve many other great things. So the point is, I am but one of millions of others who wait for a chance to impress you all with yeah. their achievements, their dreams and their work every single day. Well, you know, the war has affected everyone in Ukraine and and we in the United States and, and my friends in, in Europe and Canada, we're all watching what's happening in horror. And I know that this is very, very personal to you because three days ago, Russian shelling hit a Fox News team and the casualties included a TV cameraman, Pierre Zakrevsky. Zakrevsky. Yes, and a young 24-year-old journalist named Alexandra. Can you tell us, with, with respect, can you tell us about Alex, Alexandra? I'll start with Pierre, if you allow me. I knew Pierre yes. quite well. We worked with uh, him in 2014, and he, came, come, he comes come, uh, come back to Ukraine several times in the time to this ordeal. And Pierre was a good friend through the years, and I'm eagerly waiting to receive an email of his widow and uh, trying to send her all the thoughts and uh, great uh, greatest admiration that I had for her most jovial uh, most l livable most uh, laughable most and she was he was a wonderful human being Pierre he always was the person you could turn to for help support advice human connection and who else had a joke or two or three or five from his ventures everywhere around the world to tell you with no matter the situation that befell befell you and uh, Pierre his loss is extremely painful yes. uh, but the truly truly speaking Alexandra is something else Alexandra and my relation with her for the last decade we actually celebrated a decade of knowing each other uh, in December of uh, uh, last year we essentially had, uh, we went through everything in that decade, all different titles, all, all manners of emotions, both good, the bad, uh, deep, uh, simple and joyful. So the point is the romantic, the friendly, she, she was a person who I always could count on, who, who always could count on me. And it's, it's it's uh, difficult to live in a world without without her because again this decade is not something you can replace uh, no matter what relationship develop when you meet somebody as a teenager and you go through all these trials and tribulations to become uh, who you become and uh, in all that time you can still rely on the person who you met all these years ago that's something that is truly impossible to replace and to forget. So yes, Alexandra's loss there is but another reminder of the senselessness and the unbelievable horror of this conflict and this war. The reality is there is there are thousands of Alexandras all around my country who are dying every day because Mr. Putin is committed to destroying my nation and destroying everything Alexandra that lives in my nation in his imperialistic ambition to rule it and uh, the point is that it, this story is more has more of a reason for me to work 
to prove him wrong that Alexandra will live on not just not just uh, in the realization of her dreams and ambitions but uh, in the basic uh, basic point that she always aspired to that is to try to help Ukraine become that state that she and I and all the Ukrainians, especially born in this generation, dreamed of, free, independent, democratic, sovereign, and successful. So yes, uh, we shall continue on building those, dream, those dreams into reality. Yeah, I want to thank you so much because one of the things you may or may not know is I know you've been on television in mainstream America. This is an audience of what we call the culture of creatives. They amount to the tune of over 600 million people in the United States alone. And we wanted to make sure that your message doesn't go unheard in reaching as many people as we can. And so I can't thank you and honor you enough of war and in my family and what I've seen in my family and Mark's, we know, we know what it's like. We cannot know your experience because any country that goes unpunished for the atrocities we are seeing and we are not seeing it all. But the other day when I saw a woman with her unborn child being taken out of a hospital that was bombed. No country leader should ever go unpunished for that. And I know that we are just only at the tip of the iceberg to represent what you're going through. But I gotta tell you, we are all in to support you, to help you and to interview as many people and I am trying to get some of the some of the women in your country, but we are committed to helping you get the word out because we know that if enough of us do this, that if enough of us come forward in support of you and hear your voice, we will get this done. You know, and I just wanted Mark and I so yeah. you know that about us. I exactly. You know, um, Mr. Yurash, we never thought that in the 21st century. Any of us ever never thought we'd see a major European war again. You know, this, but this isn't 1939 in, in Poland. The, and the difference here is social media. We're seeing everybody like yourself and other people with their phones, with the ability to transmit information worldwide. Um, in 1939, what was happening in Poland, maybe some journalists knew it. But most people around the world, it was very removed. And this is very, very present mm -hmm. for, for so many people. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're, we're very mm -hmm. thankful that you're yeah. here. And, you know, even during times of peace, losing someone that you love is so painful. And like you said, there's thousands and thousands of Alexanders and thousands of, of, of men and, and women in your position. But you know, and Dr. Pat and I, we work a lot with people who are coping with loss. That's one of the aspects of our show. And it takes time to grieve. People need time. But you're not only in a war, but you're a member of the yeah. Ukrainian government. Yeah. So how are you coping? How are you how yeah. are you dealing with this? Yeah. What are your greatest challenges as you sit here today with us that we could share with the, the people that are listening? 
so that they can jump in and know how to support you. Where are you today in this moment? Well, uh, let's not that, let him disclose where he's at. No, I, I mean, where are you emotionally? Emotionally, where are you? <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Pat. The truth is that uh, what helps the most is going on and doing the work that needs to be done to help this country survive this battle and to for it to succeed in trying to defeat those troops which have killed Alexandra and that army which is killing my country a single day. The point here is not stopping and grieving, but to go on battling this battle to the victorious end, because that's what she would want. That's what every Ukrainian who sacrificed their lives in the battle for our country's independence would want, for us to win this. Yeah. And whatever contribution you can make into that victory that will happen, mm. as history would tell you, in the battles between David and Goliath. That is what needs to be done. So the point is to continue on. I've seen horrible things throughout my life, horrendous things, unforgettable things, but I need to continue to make all that sacrifice, all that blood, pain, suffering worth it for all these people who gave their everything they had for the dream of Ukraine that will succeed and impress future generations. Because I remember when I think about my great-grandparents, my great-grandfather went through Stalingrad and he went on to liberate wow. Europe. My great-grandmother survived through Holodomor, genocide by hunger that Stalin conducted. And she went on to a ripe old age of 94. If they survived that, I can survive this. If they gifted us with independent Ukraine, after all the trials and tribulations of the horrible 20th century for Ukraine, because we survived ordeals unimaginable in that century, the First yes, World War, yes. the Second World War, Holocaust, the Holodomor, uh, the colonization by Stalin, the Russian Civil War, uh, the unimaginable reality of the Soviet repressive state, that forbade you from thinking what you were thinking and saying what you were saying and doing what you were doing. Uh, the private property, for God's sakes. Uh, the reality is, if they survived that and we got independent state from all those trials and tribulations, then we can survive this. Yeah. yeah. I, I think one of the things that all of us are, are looking at is getting to know you all and getting to know the strengths that you are showing and demonstrating the courage you have, the perseverance you have that represents your culture, that represents your journey. And that's really for, for people that are here that are unaware or not familiar. Um, this is really for many of us to really help you in a way that will really help you because you're right about this. You know, my grandfather lost everything to Mussolini. And I remember seeing a picture of him and my uncles standing on a tower in Vaglia Soto, who's like top of this tower with about five guns and taking a stand for freedom. How important is it for all of you to take that stand for freedom today? The thing about myself, I chose this path way back in 2013 when I left uh, Calcutta, where I was, to come back to my country and partake in the battle of 
the revolution of 2013 14. Uh, so this path for me is understandable and something I was always on. But the point is, all these people around me who n- never were a part of the struggle, but with Ukraine being invaded on all the sides by the second biggest army in the world, everybody in Ukraine feels that they need to be a part of this. Everybody's waking up to the battle for freedom and for the future. And the point is that uh, that is something that, that Mr. Putin never counted on. The fact that Ukrainians are, in fact, freedom-loving people that will yes. commit everything to that cause. So the point for us is very simple. Everybody who never felt the need to think about all these matters and wanted to push this all away, finally had a reason to see the light see the light of the meaning in their life that comes from struggle for that basic reality that so many take for granted, but we have to f- die and fight for every day. You know, Mr. East brought up a very interesting, you know, a couple, many interesting and very valid points. David and Goliath. History is filled with, with accounts of smaller countries defeating larger aggressors. I mean, you know, the Jewish uh, ceremony of, of Hanukkah is where 3,000 Israel, you know, Israelites defeated an army of 60,000 uh, Syrian Greeks. Um, you get, and, and what's interesting about the Ukraine, the Ukrainian people are some of the nicest, most generous and caring people, but they're also some of the toughest people on the planet. And, you know, Mr. Putin needs to read his history. Poltava, isn't Poltava in Ukraine? Poltava is in the center of Ukraine. Is in the center of Ukraine. As as Ukraine as it comes. (laughs) Absolutely. Charles XII of Sweden invaded, and and he had every intention of destroying Ukraine and actually capturing Russia, and his army was annihilated in Poltava. And, you know, Mr. Putin needs to realize that when you tick off the Ukrainians, you got a fight that you can't even begin to imagine. And it is so inspiring to see everyone, women, men, young, old, saying, this is my country and I'm going to fight for it. You know, you were born during a time when Ukraine was free. And that was something that your, your grandparents and great-grandparents could, could only imagine. And it seems to me that this is such a deeply embedded feeling that it is just inspiring everyone. D- does that make sense? It does. It does. That's the point. Like my generation knows independent Ukraine only. And despite all the problems that we have, despite all the trials of democracy, trials of the democratic process and economic transformation, we enjoy the fact that it is in our hands to take this freedom to build our country's path and realize that that is something that we value most dearly. And uh, it is put to a test now. And what choice do we have but to fight for that liberty, to build that liberty as our opportunity to build the next generation and that future that we crave so badly. And again, it is something that Mr. Putin never expected, but he made the basic mistakes, mm-hmm. mistake of all the despots. He yes. believes on propaganda. He yeah. believed that he'll just roll in and everybody's going to welcome him 
with open arms and hail him as liberator. But instead of that, he saw the Ukrainian people rise to the occasion. And even when you saw, with, with, with all the footage you see, even when they didn't have any weapons, people want, went out on the streets and they demanded for Ukraine to stay, for Ukraine to win, for Ukraine to be there for them as the state they are in and want to be in. And when you see the images of people with bare arms, going to, bare hands, going on the streets of their village to push out a tank, that's something that teaches you about yeah. the will of Ukrainian people. Absolutely. I wanna, I wanna make sure everybody knows we are going to share some of the comments that are coming in based on this conversation today. But for those of you out there, we know that you love to call in. Please call in, give many of your questions. What are the questions you have? Because what we know about being independent in the media is we don't silence anyone and we make sure that we bring conversations to the same And this is for freedom, uh, 1-800-930-2819. Just a couple of things you should hear from people that are watching. Uh, Janice sends my heart, such an amazing interview. We love you, we love your incredible country. Yeah. You know, another comment that just came through is I pray with all my heart and soul that Putin stops or is stopped and that you and your country continue your lives with total freedom. And then these keep going on. Uh, Billy, thank you for sending the positive energy. Jolita, thank you for sending prayers to Ukraine. See, this is an amazing audience that has been 20 years in the making. And when their hearts show up, we want to share that with you. We want you to Thank you take that much. with you. You know, um, I learned the definition of freedom in Russia. And when I was a college student, it was the waning days of the Soviet Union. And I was in this, this class and our, our teacher was this young Russian guy. He's probably about your age. And uh, but we used to call him the product of the state because he was like communist party line right down. And he was lecturing about the difference between Russian or Soviet constitution and American constitution. And he kept going on and on about the freedoms. And, you know, and I was the law student and and I was a little bit sarcastic. And I said, well, wait a second. Didn't you say that uh, um, he said that the highest form of philosophical thought was the teachings of Karl Marx. And I said, really? So what you're telling us is economic theory, boring economic theory is the highest form of philosophical thought. And he goes, it is not wise to criticize Soviet Union. I said, yeah, but didn't you say that the Soviet Constitution has the same freedoms as the United States Constitution? And, and um, Seslov, he came up to me and he leaned over and I could feel him breathing on me. And he said, American boy, the difference between Soviet constitution and American constitution is not freedom of speech, but freedom after you make the speech. Mm. And <laughs> wow. And, and that's, that's exactly what you're fighting for right now and what so many people maybe two months ago you took freedom of speech for granted americans british french germans canadians australians japanese we take freedom of speech for granted 
but it's the freedom after we make that speech. Yep. And, you know, I want to make something really clear because even as we speak, you know, I am getting a news brief that's coming in minutes ago for the bombings that are going on as we speak. You know, for people that are watching this, we want to make sure that folks know this is live and this is real. And yet here you all are, you know, you're steadfast in your conviction to fight for this. And it is a pure sign of leadership. You know, I don't think we're used to seeing uncensored leadership like you're demonstrating here today, like your president has demonstrated, like so many people have demonstrated by doing these interviews and coming on. And it's created, I think, a level of awareness and support. But as you're doing it, I can't help but think about what's going on in your country. And I want to ask you, what are you most hopeful about? Because I know we're doing this great interview. I know we're having a great conversation. And I know at the same time in the back of your mind is, I've got to get back out there. <laughs> We've got to do something to win this. What I'm hopeful for is the unity that has been shown by all sides of political debate, of political convictions, and basically the matter of the fact that uh, our country has been brought together by this uh, trial uh, as nothing else could have brought it together. I mean, I met one of my political enemies yesterday, just randomly in the street, and he started to attack me on something that I said or done and we basically end up the conversation is with the, his promise to beat me up after the war is done with and uh, that's the reality of the fact that uh, basically in this conflict truly all sides come together truly that understanding that whatever else we disagreed on and we're fighting about just yesterday is irrelevant we need to win this and for this everybody is necessary and let's push all that aside and let's come together to try and have that victory that our nation deserves. Yeah, there's nothing quite like having something like this awaken a sleeping giant. And, yeah. you know, that is what, you know, we're watching, that's what we're looking at, you know, and there's a lesson for all of us to learn from this. But I love what you just shared because the power of coming together despite our disagreements, right? Despite whatever we've talked about a week ago, a year ago, it creates such a bond that it's almost like you can't go back to the way it was, right? That you're almost, you have now this new level of unity that is even stronger than before, right? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's, that's something that when you ask about what do I want to carry on, to the future is that spirit. Uh, when I'm hopeful that after this is done, we remember how irrelevant all those disagreements, all those little fights, and those talk shows in which we debated nausea and points that don't matter for a second now, don't matter at all to us. So the point is that uh, hope that spirit of I hope that spirit of unity stays with us and carries with us as we rebuild our nation, rebuild it to the future. Mm. It, Arnold Schwarzenegger just released a video, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see it, where he is, he's releasing it through several channels, and he is telling the Russian people, because he's had a close relationship with many Russians throughout his life, 
He said what they're being told is not the truth. He explained what is happening in Ukraine and the suffering. And he said that he admired the bravery of the Russian people who are taking to the streets and protesting the war. What do you have to say to the Russians who are taking to the street and protesting this terrible invasion of Ukraine? They are leaders of the future, future Russia. They are showing that they are willing to stand up and tell what they think about this, no matter the trials or tribulations they face there. Uh, it's not what we face here. It's not the rockets that we get on, on our heads every single day. It's not the mortar fire, no minefields, no shelling, no shootouts. But it is the reality that they need to try and sacrifice their comfortable life that uh, you get when you just follow whatever is the whatever is the norm and try to show that your values matter more to you than uh, than just that which uh, Russian state wants to try and tell you. Uh, and the point is that uh, these people are giving me hope that uh, in the future there is some possibility for some kind of uh, understanding conversation or any kind of future at all in the relationship which she seems completely and utterly destroyed after all of this because I remember I watched from I listened for my entire life the Echo Moscow radio station and uh, they were the only uh, truly independent spirit in Russian media. They were giving it different parts of the Russian discussion a chance to voice their opinions. And these were extremely Putinist people and extreme opponents of him as well. So they were giving different sides the chance to have their voice heard. And uh, through listening to the radio station, I truly understand that it's far more nuanced as far as different thoughts leaders in Russia are concerned. Mm. So I am hopeful that the message gets to people of Russia, but I'm doubtful because the reality is that Putin is clamping down on every single vestige of uh, free expression in Russia. This radio station, which I loved uh, and listened to for 15 years, has been shut down because they were giving voice to the Ukrainian side of the war. And Russia shutting down Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They're just shutting every single instrument of free expression and uh, free and open organization. So the point is that uh, that future, uh, that free future that the Russians can try and wrestle from Mr. Putin doesn't seem uh, on horizon because they they have been uh, instruments that they could use to try and get their future have, have been completely utterly destroyed. But again, it's also important to understand how painful this is for us to read Russian polls and to see how many Russians support the war in Ukraine. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. something that that makes it... When you speak with the old generation Poland, for example, old generation in Eastern Europe in general, and you ask about the Germans... And when you think about the Germans, you understand that those scars don't fade away easily. No. Same thing will be with our country. No matter how much I try and uh, in spite of losing politically incredibly, speak with those Russians who oppose the war and to say that there are these Russians, uh, this, this is a scar that will not heal easily. Yeah. You know, I'm really struck by this because, you know, we think that everybody is like us. 
You know, we think everybody wants peace. Um, and there are always sides to it. And, you know, having relatives uh, that came from Russia, well, the one thing I got really clear from them was, it was, whatever you hear me say, know that that's not the truth. <laughs> because the level of fear, when you're operating in such a fear base, it's hard. I have to tell you, one of the things that I so admire about all of you, and, you know, certainly from a leadership perspective, it has been a surprise for us. And I don't know that you know this. You can teach leadership courses. You can talk about leaders of country. But to watch you all, people of your parliament, your president, to watch you bring a message out in the middle of battle there, there aren't actually even words in the English language to, to talk with you about how many lives, how many children that are not in your country that are watching, that have now learned a new level of leadership, knowledge, and integrity. And I'm not sure you're aware of the impact that, that, that you're, you and all of, all of the other people of parliament and lawmakers that have come on and done interviews on shows like this. You know, their words are being heard by future generations that are saying, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. I had no idea. It'll take some time for many of us to keep talking about this. We know you're going to win this because we're getting to know you. We're getting to know your courage, all of you your perseverance, we're getting to know you're not, you're not going to quit. And that is making us stronger. And I don't know if you know that. It's made Mark and I stronger in what we're doing. And that is the impact that probably you don't know you're having on millions of people today. Thank you. Uh, this, this means a lot that, again, uh, always remembering the fact that it is not just our battle. The world is watching, yeah. the world cares, and the world will push onwards in its support. I'm just terrified by the idea how much more blood and death it will take oh. for the world to step in and truly put a stop to this, which, which the West is capable of. But again, the reality is that we don't know how much more should we lose to convince the world of that? Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break because we actually have that video we're going to play during break. We're going to give you a moment to catch your breath. Um, uh, Jacob has grabbed the message from uh, the anti-war message from um, Arnold Schwarzenegger to play and him talking about his father. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're also taking your questions, your comments on Facebook. Um, and then we also want to make sure you know how you can support this. This is more than a conversation. This is a call for action for all of us sitting here yes. that have the power to take action. Jacob, Benny, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on stephaniejames.world. The best is yet to come. Don't miss Colette Marie Stephan on The Truth is Funny, Ship Happens, every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Colette is a renowned energy worker here to help you see the serendipitous humor of the truth. It's funny. Tune in and laugh with Colette. Shift into your highest potential. Call into the show to work on your personal shift with Colette and visit thetruthisfunny.com to learn more about all the life-shifting services Colette offers. Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist Wadrena Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and Wadrena Layton Show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. Hey, everybody, it's me, psychic medium Jamie. And me, spirit walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, we're back. This is a very special episode of The Psychic and the Doc. I'm here with my friend, my colleague, Dr. Pat Basili, and we have an outstanding guest today, Syatslav Yurash, the youngest member of the Ukrainian parliament, and he is literally on the front lines of the war in Ukraine. And if people go to, to Transformation uh, Talk Radio website or they go to my website, which is afterlifefrequency.com, you will see um, links to help contribute to the humanitarian relief efforts. Um, there's many organizations like Doctors Without Borders and UNICEF, and that's just the, the tip of the iceberg to help the over 3 million people who have been displaced. And that 3 million is going to go higher. But I want to get back to our guest. Um, Sadislav, what do you want the world to know? What is the message you need to get out? The West can stop this at any moment. Uh, Russia is, Russia's economy is the size of Italy. Russia's army fails even to compare to, uh, uh, even fail to be even close to anything American must. The West has an awesome power that needs to use because Ukraine right now is experiencing the moment should never happen again, and it's happening again. And how many how many generations will it take for people to ask your generation why didn't you do more? Why didn't you do something? 
about this horrible travesty Russia is making in Ukraine every single day? Why didn't you save those Ukrainians? Why didn't you do something with that military budget, those instruments that you have harnessed over generations? And again, it only takes understanding that the West can stand up and call Putin's bluff. And that will make Putin finally stop in thinking that he can do anything he wants, not just here, all around the world. In Venezuela, in Syria, Central African Republic, Putin does this and he gets away with it. Maybe there's a point now where he can finally realize that he will not get away with this. Well said. And, you know, yeah. for us, we're right there with you because we're reaching out to our own politicians, the local ones, and we're asking why. Why are we politicizing this? Why aren't we doing more? Less talk, more action. There are things that can be done. And you're right. You know, you so well said when you're sitting where most of us are sitting and you have countries that have the enormous power to you know, turn the tide. Most of us are scratching our head and saying, come on. Yeah. Right, Mark? Yeah. Um, we all have to help with this humanitarian effort. Dr. Pat and I, um, and, and certainly uh, Satislav, <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, we reached out to you, you responded. And because this is important, because, you know, Dr. Pat and I have been talking about the invasion of Ukraine since the day it happened, our first show, and we, we kept saying we have got to do something. And this is how we can help, is to get the word out. There's nothing political about children getting shot at and, and dying. There's nothing political about elderly people's homes being bombed. Um, this is just the worst of humanity, and the Ukrainian people are standing firm and tough, and they are not letting this war criminal take their country. Um, Sviatoslav, how could Putin possibly win? I mean, what is the end here? I, I mean, I, I don't see what, what he's going to end up with. It, Other it, than just pure power monging. Well, right? I mean, he's going to end up with a country filled with heavily armed people who hate him. What is the end game here? Again, his main mistake is believing his own propaganda. He does, and he for decades expressed it, that somewhere deep down, everyone wants this. Everyone wants what he wants. Everybody wants to be a part of that uh, Russia that he's building, that prison camp he built, uh, in which people don't have access to the internet. People cannot truly travel around the world. That country which is despised by so many because it destroyed the life of so many, not just in Ukraine, around the world for these two decades of his power regime. So the point is, what Putin believes is that delusion that he exists in. And that's a sad story of a man who basically has a limited power to make his delusions a reality, but not just for himself, but for all these people to suffer, all these people to die. And uh, we are going to wake him up in that delusion, no matter what he thinks he can do here. It's an example of, of ego. In, in English, E-G-O, ego, and I refer to it as edging God out. And when you look at yourself as center of the universe, and 
I've I've observed Russianologists and military analysts, and it's fascinating the way you've said how he believes his own propaganda. There's a belief in military and political communities that he views himself as Vladimir the Great, like some type of Peter the Great, Stalinistic figure who's going to build this empire. And it's all the only thing he's building is his own ego and believing his own delusional propaganda. And that's what the entire world needs to understand that vesting that much power in one person, this is what it leads to. You know, this month in the United States, and Mark and I did this the other day, and this is again following up with what Mark just said. This is really catching everybody by surprise. We did a show the other day because in the United States and then in the world, they pick one day where they have International Women's Day. And what dawned on Mark and I the other day was we couldn't recall another country in our lifetime except those countries in Africa where genocide was happening, right? Right. We couldn't remember another country that had both powerful men and powerful women. And we're seeing this from you all. Yes. You know, you're coming on the media. You know, there are photographs of some of the women with machine guns and just such unity and a unity of an equal level that the world is really not used to seeing. And I'm not, you know, I mean, when you think about that, it shows the strength and the power of what you just said today. When you talk about unity, you're not leaving anybody out and it's demonstrated across the board. How is it like to have both women and men in your country stand side by side in this? It's, it hasn't started now. The reality is when the war began eight years ago in the east of Ukraine, and that's when everyone was needed to try and fill the gap that was in the place of Ukraine's defenses because we were hoping and relying on these national guarantees we got from the United States, from the United Kingdom, from Russia, of our total independence and integrity for giving up the world's third biggest nuclear arsenal. And we did not build Ukrainian army. And when the ar need for the army was clear in 2014 onwards, we had to bring everybody who wanted to be a part of this into the fight. So that's when it began with all the women, all the men who wanted to give everything to defend their country, coming together as ever before and showing that to win, you need to bring everyone into the battle. So the point here is the same. In this time of utmost challenge, of in the truly great patriotic war that we are living through here right now, everybody's called, everybody's a soldier, and everybody wants to show it in what they live in every day. Where do you turn for inspiration? You know, in the darkest of times, we always struggle to find the light, and it's always there. But where do you turn for that inspiration? I turn to history, I always have. No matter how uh, low I fall, I think about all those who have fell lower and got to a point which is much higher than I can ever dream of being. And when I uh, 
achieve something or get somewhere. I always remember all these people who in my age that have done greater things and fell far lower. So for me, history is a great guide always to remember and contrast and compare no matter what I'm doing that I can do it better to more of it. And uh, no matter how much of a challenge I'm facing, remember that there were people who faced much greater odds and won against them. So the point is that you can never give up when you think about all those men and women in history who have done it, no matter what they were faced with. That's just very, very insightful, you know, because we look at historical figures as being on these pedestals. And what you've just proven is historical figures are people just like you that didn't want to be in a war, that didn't want to be in this situation, but saw that they had two options. One is to roll over and the other is to rise to the occasion. So that is extremely inspirational. If you have a message for the children of the world, what is that message? Don't miss the great adventure of the youth. That great adventure comes when you least expect it, but you can become a part of it. And no matter whether it's in your country or somewhere around the world, don't miss that chance to seize upon the opportunities that life gives to you. And in this day and age, you can always find the opportunity just by reading, just by finding and seeing all around the world from your computer. Don't miss that chance. Don't, don't waste those years on banality so you can try and become something great, something that shall not be forgotten. Dare and risk and you shall be rewarded as all those men and women in history that have done it with done with their years uh, and you, you done with their years what their destiny gave to them. So don't miss those years. Jump on opportunities that are all around the world for you. Thank you. Uh, that, you know, and I want to I want to get back to to Alexandra. Um, I know that she was more than special to you, and that she was an inspiration. What do you think Alexandra would have to say to the world today? Well, it's not something that is easy to consider, truly speaking. But I think she has. She has said plenty, and uh, when you read her social media, which is indicative of what she desires, she writes that she is a voice of an independent Ukraine. That's the reality. She is that voice that, with her life, in which she started musical festivals, she wrote poetry. She had she had scores and scores of different friends from everywhere. Um, which she was living a full life uh, with great many people all around her and dreaming of better things, greater things. She wanted those dreams to be realized. That's, that, that should be the task for not just myself, but all these people who have been touched by Alexandra in her life and who have loved Alexandra for this, for that reason. Mm-hmm. and realize the dreams that she told us all about. Mm-hmm. Kathy Carlson wanted me to give this message to you, if I could. Um, and she is telling us, she says, related to Gustav, Gustav Mannheim, 
and the ministers of Finland, this is a message from Finland. Um, I hail you as a true Ukrainian leader and look to Ukraine, look to Ukraine to help fix the tyranny in the world and help extinguish tyranny in this world. This is how important these conversations are. We are touching the hearts of people. And if enough of us get behind us, we will truly have your wish and desire for the West to step up and fix this because it can, it's within our realm to do, isn't it? It certainly is. And I thank all of your viewers and listeners for sharing their thoughts, their sympathies, their prayers, their good words. I mean, it means the world to us, that the world cares, the world looks and uh, finds all these lessons. Hmm. Why they need to cherish and value the freedoms they have, prosperity they have, the ease of life that they have. When, when we live now in a city where money means nothing, because you cannot buy anything, where you have to carry your gun around, or because you never know what's going to happen, because in the first week in Kiev, you've had shootouts, unexpected shootouts in the center of the city, when from where I sit, about 100 meters away from me, that's where saboteurs were caught. It's a reality that you don't know. You don't understand how dear and how important and how uneasy that freedom which you are now enjoying is to keep. So it is the world that people are finally seeing that and coming yeah. to wake up to that which they have right now and are not truly utilizing that potential they can have in this world of ours. I can't thank you enough for joining us today. The hour went so quickly. I hope you will come back, uh, both for Mark and I. I just have one, yes. last, one last question. I would love to know your personal message for the world. I would love to know what you'd like to leave all of us with. And please know we are with you, you know, step and stride. I've said so much already. It's truly hard to focus mm. on one simple message. The message simple. You are seeing a country who's fighting for its freedom against countries who take our freedom away. Join in that battle in any way you can. Those prayers, those words, those shares, those likes, those follows, those humanitarian aid that you're organizing, those who come here to join us in that fight, all of that matters. All of that will help the world to become more just, more secure, and freer. So help us win this great battle of our century and show the world that freedom matters. Mark, thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into The Psychic in the Dark with Mark Anthony and me, Dr. Pat Basile, right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, look, come back next week so we can explore with you more of life's many challenges and learn from fascinating guests. And you know what? Even Mark and me. We'll connect you and discover insights from people in this life and from the afterlife. Extraordinary problems? Yeah, they do. They require extraordinary solutions. But step into the world of possibilities with us on The Psychic and the Dot. That's every Thursday, 
4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That's TransformationTalkRadio.com. And don't forget, we're also live face-to-face on Facebook.com, Transformation Talk Radio.